Hello and welcome to Toon Hounds, your fortnightly foray into all things spooky. I'm one of your hosts, uh, Spine Tingling Spivzy, and nice. with me today is uh, my friend and confidant, Crypt Masters. Mm, yeah, right. Hello, yeah, Fright Masters. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. That was Fright Master. That was a movie, wasn't it? Fright Master. Do you remember that? Yeah, one? it was. Yeah, I don't think I've ever good. seen it. <laughs> oh, it's good. Is it good? Yeah. Um, well, you know, yeah. you know my feeling on things like this. I'll come to it when you finish the intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're not doing cartoons today because it is the um, it's the season of the witch. It's mm. harvest season. It's um, the festival of frights. The uh, October devil's, of Devil's Night. Devil's Night. Uh, mischief Night. Uh, it's Halloween. Well, it's it'll yeah. be like the sixteenth when this comes out, but you know, it's all, it's yeah. October. October it is, is Halloween. the season. Yeah. The season for Halloween. <laughs> Tis the season of the witch Halloween 3. Yeah, it is. So we're um, going to talk about horror movies. We're going to talk about the spooks and the spectres and the frights and the freaks of the entertainment industry. Because it is... Um, some people might not know this, but we freaking love horror. Yeah, this is like... like we like cartoons, comics and horror movies. Those are like, yeah. That's our three things. <laughs> yeah. I, I think there is no one else who uh, gets my love of horror like you do. <laughs> I um, love horror movies. They're like the, the best they're the best genre. Like, and I think we've agreed on this before. There is no such thing as a bad horror no, movie. No, like if a bad horror movie is, even when it's bad, it, it's bad in a good way. Great. It's still quite all right because you can still watch and think, oh, this is shit, but it's still enjoyable. It's like yeah. the, um, the, like B movies. Like B movies are yeah. crap, but people love them because they're crap. I would even go to bat for things like the remake of Friday the 13th and the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. I yeah. think they are perfectly good at what they do. Yeah. Right? Which, I mean, and sometimes the thing that they're good at what they do is being a complete rip-off of another movie. Yeah, you think, and but, focusing you, on you wait gore for it, and though. schlock. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you like get into horror movies? What was like the first like horror movie that you were, that you oh, saw? My, how did it begin? Right. Okay, so uh, everyone's very aware of my first uh, R-rated movie experience when my mum and dad let me watch RoboCop, oh, yeah, yeah, and it yeah. has traumatised me ever since. But um, my brother was about... F- uh, I think it was about five, so that would have made me about nine, nine or ten, and um, yeah, because there's a five year difference between us. That's obvious. Yeah. So it's ten. Um, so uh, I they would watch it. They wanted to watch Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Um, because they hadn't seen it for a little while, and this was back in the days of obviously not being able to stream or pirate anything. Oh, of course, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, immediately. Yeah, to, like, to put and in, there were these things that we had called VHS tapes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was actually on like ITN at the time. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, yeah, and uh, and Chris and I, Chris is my brother, were. Um, oh, Chris is my brother as well. That's weird. Uh, yeah, is he a d bag as well? Uh, he's all right. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Um, so uh, we were adamant we were going to stay up and adamant we were going to watch this film. Yeah, and my mum and dad were like, you know what? If you want to stay up and watch Nightmare on Elm Street. You stay up and watch Nightmare on Elm Street with us. And knowing full well that the moment it started to get scary, we'd be like, yeah, we're going to go to bed. Um, and we got to um, Johnny Depp being carved up in bed. Oh, yeah, where well, he gets turned into a sprinkler. Yeah. 
Yeah. I love that um, bit. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's the best so bit there was movie. my five year old brother screamed and ran off and my mum had to sort him out. And <laughs> I turned to my dad and was like, This is great. And he was like, Yeah, I know. <laughs> It's like a, a light switched on in your head, and <laughs> that was the moment. <laughs> but he said, but unfortunately, your brothers are in for it for you, and you have to go upstairs and look after him now. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I can remember it distinctly, like, sorry, Rich, your uh, your brother has ruined it for you. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> um, my mum and dad are, are so fucking weird. Right. Um, <laughs> Uh, but like that, that is like they are my uh, blueprint for parenting, and that's kind of what I want to be like with yeah. Evan. Like, if you want to watch it, yeah. fine. Yeah. But you might get scared, and we've been honest with him before about things. Like, I've played like God of War in front of him. Oh yeah. And he. Yeah. Um, and I didn't realize quite how bad it was, but I cut the head off a um, frogman, and he turned to <laughs> Rachel and was like, "Daddy's not going to do that to me, is he?" And I was like. <laughs> Okay, (laughs) he's too little to watch this. Maybe it's time that I turned it off. Um, (laughs) But you are always waving that axe around. (laughs) My ceremonial axe. But yeah, that was that was that was me. What about you? Um, This might surprise you to learn, but I was a wimp when I was a child. I was like, I was afraid of everything. Like I thought the sun was going to explode and kill everyone. Like I had like so many. I had like neuroses. Yeah, I was terrible. So I never watched horror movies until I was like, God, like fifteen. Like, I just couldn't watch them. I was, I was scared of everything. I watched um, Shaun of the Dead when I was 13, and that scared me. Like, I was, a, wow. I was terrible. Like, I couldn't watch anything. That's, um, like, we always, friend of the show, Poppy, we always yeah. talk, um, and previous hound host, Poppy, um, she uh, wants to watch so much horror, but yeah. can't, because she knows <laughs> that, like, A, she lives alone, and that yeah. is tough. Watching horror when you live alone is <laughs> yeah. tough. Um but B, everything scares her, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's really tough if you have that because horror is such a great genre and so enjoyable, but it's like hits you in a visceral way. Yeah. Like I um, was afraid of the movie The Little Vampire when I was a kid because it had a vampire in it. Like there were so many movies that I was like, I, did, I was scared of them, but I'd never seen them. I, it was just like mm. the idea of them. So like growing up, I thought like Night on Elm Street must be like the most terrifying movie ever made mm. and then i finally watched it when i was like 16 or 17 and it's not scary at all no it's, it's not. funny it's funny <laughs> yeah um but so like the, uh, the what thing was that, like, the one that made it click it was this is a quite a weird one um there was a tv channel called xleague.tv mm-hmm. on terrestrial television which was like um it started off doing gaming content and eventually right. they Stop! They, I think they like just ran out of stuff to put on the channel because they started doing like motorsports, and then mm. they started putting on Roger Corman B movies in the afternoons. Right, and I started watching them. So the first horror movie that I ever watched was Buckets of Blood by Roger Corman. That's a good one. But yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, awful, but it's a great yeah. movie. I, so like, that I love like, Roger Corman. Yeah. I, uh, no, unapologetically, I think he's a genius. He is. He's, he's the most talented producer that the world has ever seen. Like, yeah. without a doubt. Like, he, he's a he's he's a magician. <laughs> like, he's yeah. incredible. He's like the good Neil Breen. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. So that sort of like got me on to watching like Mystery Science Theater three thousand stuff, mm-hmm. and then watching MST three K movies without the commentary, which then mm-hmm. ended up being proper horror movies, and then yeah. I ended up you know getting a degree in it so like mm. it was um there was a pathway to it 
Mm. But think like the movies that got me to think, oh shit, like horror movies are good, was Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Like that was the first where it clicked. And I thought, ah oh, shit, this is great. Like these, these that is are, a clever film. Yeah. Like, they, I, they, I, like, I think they, that's, they, I think that's the good thing about horror movies is like, even when it doesn't feel like they're telling you anything or trying to have any kind of overlying message. There is something there. There's yeah. always something there. I think that the thing is for me is that it doesn't matter um, how uh, how they cross genre. Yeah, yeah. Horror always fits. Like, it does, yeah, yeah. Event Horizon and Alien are, yeah. you know, horror sci-fi. And yeah. then you've got Shaun of the Dead and like warm bodies yeah romantic horror comedy horror. Yeah, romantic as um, well because <laughs> they're both rom-coms yeah. um have you seen the one uh nina is dead i can't i, I think I'm, I'm butchering the title it's definitely called, not called that but a guy's girlfriend dies and he gets a new girlfriend and the girlfriend comes back as i don't zombie. think i have no. so good yeah <laughs> so good like in definitely in my top 50 horror films did you ever watch the um that uh tv series where it's about zombies and um Ricky Tomlinson's in it. No. Oh, it's, it was a BBC. Story. It's not the Fates. It was like the same kind. It was the same people who made the Fates. But it's um, okay. zombies uh, come back. Like there's a zombie invasion, and they manage to find a cure for the zombies. Mm. And they they basically turn them back into humans, but they're still zombies. They just haven't got like the bloodlust or anything. Right. And it's it's like a like a political thing between the zombies and the humans, where the, mm. the zombies want to like just live their own lives, but they're being persecuted by the humans. And it's like a it's really right. good. It's it's really really good. It only lasted like three episodes because it was like it was a BBC three miniseries. Right. But okay. they always said they were going to make more, and it ne- I don't think it ever happened. I think they might have made like two episodes, like for a season two. But it was incredible. It was like really really good, and I wish I could remember what it was called. <laughs> Hello, this is Spivzy from the future. I looked up what the show was that I was talking about. It's called In the Flesh. It's on BBC iPlayer. There's nine episodes. It's really good. What? So what is? So I'm going to ask you a question. All right. Now. What's the thing that makes horror so good to you? Because I know what it is for me. There's two things. But what is, the ho- what is the thing that makes horror so enjoyable for you now? They can do things that other movies can't, is mm-hmm. the main thing. Like, you don't know what's going to come in a horror movie. And I think that's yeah. what makes them so interesting. Like, with an action-adventure movie, you can think, well, they're not going to, like, they're not going to kill the dog, for instance. Yeah, like, they're not going to not... stray too far from yeah. the hero's journey, right? Yeah. yeah, but in a horror movie, like, you can kill off the main character halfway through. Mm. And just completely upend everything of the of the film. Like, there's nothing in a horror movie where you think, well, they're not going to kill him off. He's an A list actor. Like they're going to keep yeah. him through the whole movie. That that's not a thing. Like like Psycho. No. Yeah, she's that the main character dies in the middle of Psycho. Yeah, which is yeah. insane. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is crazy as well. And like lots of people like doing cameos. Like um, you know, like uh, Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson's famous speech in Deep Blue Sea, right? Before he uh, gets is, eaten by know, a shark, <laughs> it is a you know a horrible nature horror film. It is, yeah, right. Yeah. It is, um, and Samuel Jackson, you think he's not going to die? He's doing a rousing speech, and the the shark comes out and bites him in half. Yeah, it's like great. that is the perfect <laughs> example of that. Like it doesn't matter who the actor is, what name it is, they definitely are fair game. Yeah, and um, with horror movies, they, you don't have to think, well, how are they going to return to the status quo at the end of this movie? Yeah, like, there it doesn't are, matter. Yeah, there are, like, there are horror movies where it ends and the, like, the bit after the movie is going to be far worse for them than what happened yeah. in the movie. Like Hills Absolutely. of Ice. Absolutely, yeah. Like the ending of that, it's, it's not a 
it's not even like a bad ending. It's just no. it stops, and yeah. you don't know what happens next. The mist. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, like that. 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 That aftermath is going to be much worse for people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is one of the reasons why I think that is an absolutely great film. It is the great. Frank yeah. Darabont's The Mist. Yeah. Um, I like what I like about. So here's what I like. Right. right. I, I thought about another thing I like. The what? What first thing is? Any director brings something different to horror, whether yes. it's Frank Darabont, Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro, uh, Dario Argenta, even you know, um, I hate to mention his name, but Roman Polanski, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Steven Spielberg with like Jewel. Um, you know, any director is is totally a different thing, right? Yeah, so uh, Eggers as well for like Eggers, a, a more um, Aster, yeah, Roger Corman, like we said. Um, it doesn't matter who it is; everyone's bringing their own take on horror because yeah. because everything scares someone differently. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. And, like, and it, that's what makes it great. One of the good things about like the fear of horror, like what what frightens people, is everything is always based in some kind of paranoia of real life mm. there's always oh, yeah. some connection to the like, reality like um recent movies things like um uh us and yeah us is so uh, nope for example yeah. uh everything it follows. In that, it, oh it follows definitely fits into this um it's about surveillance it's about like yeah. police states like every yeah. like, most horror movies that come out these days are about being followed or seen or trying to avoid the gaze of somebody else or yeah. like um, trying to not use one of your senses for the fear that somebody's oh, going to be watching yeah. you. Like, don't breathe. Yeah. And, um, yeah. yeah, everything is about being watched now. But, but mm. there's like this, uh, I, I kind of like apply this theory in, in my thoughts. Like, I think, I think this is true that every movie before 2001 was about the Cold War, every movie after 2001 is about 9 11. In yeah, horror, I in mean, some way. yeah. <laughs> 9-11 like, has become the new Cold War yeah. allegory, right? Yeah. So it's like pre-9-11, horror movies were about uh, invasion. Mm. Like a new... Invasion uh, of the body snatchers. Yeah, like there was a threat, for, an, an otherworldly threat yeah, yeah, that was yeah. uh, like not where it was supposed to be. Like even Nightmare on Elm Street is about an invasion. Yeah. In, in, I mean, like, zombies the, the to a point... Yeah, uh, it's it's an invasion story. Anything yeah. zombies is a like a takeover of the human race. Gradually. Yeah, and it was all about secret, like secrets and subterfuge, mm. and not knowing who was safe to talk to, and things like like um like the Twilight Zone episode, uh, Monsters on Maple Street. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then after a while, horror movies started being we're in their territory. Yeah, it was like completely. We don't switched. know that they've always been here. Yeah, <laughs> like it's. Oh, I love it. I love that kind of thing. Yeah. Like the, par- it's, the, the paranoia plays such a huge role in making a horror movie feel like a horror movie to me. Mm. Like I think I think there needs to be an aspect of we don't know who's safe. Yeah, and that's why I like um, Ari As. What's his name? Ari, Ari Aster. Ari Aster. Yeah, I did say it before. For some reason, I was. It's because I was thinking Argento. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Ari Aster. Like Hereditary and Midsummer are complex movies, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they are so tense mm. the whole way through. You're looking for things, and that's one of the reasons I love horror as well. You're you're always on edge. You're yeah. always looking yeah. for a clue, and the fact that you are so paranoid while you're watching it 
it's great heightens the fear and <laughs> yeah, you exactly. don't know it's happening yeah um, it's like um you kind of put yourself in the movie in a different way to every other kind of genre yeah like when you're watching an action movie you're not thinking oh are they going to get out of this because you know that they're going to get out of it because that's the entire premise of the film like james bond isn't going to die in act two no no it's just not going to happen but with a horror movie you can think that you're actually like concerned for the cast because you don't know what's yeah, going to happen absolutely are we um i'm a big mike flanagan fan as you know yeah um mm-hmm. and haunting of blind manor is for me one of the most perfect horror productions there's ever been mm. i it's a, a typical haunted house story but there is something wrong in every single frame of that yeah. show <laughs> There are like something like 300 hidden figures in that show. And they're always like moving around or the camera, like statues are facing the wrong way when you go back to them and things like that. Mm. And like an Easter egg video, Rachel and I finished Bly Manor and we were so blown away by it because it has, although it's not the best Mike Flanagan thing, it's got one of the most bittersweet, beautiful endings to horror i've uh, ever seen it's like really gothic it's gothic romance um but we watched a youtube video after of all the (laughs) ghosts that we had missed oh that's so cool that that were like oh my god it was right there it was right there (laughs) under the table um it's so good mike flanagan is such a good horror storyteller like Mm. gerald's game is great Um, oh yeah yeah i watched that at um, university when it it was great it's really good Um, yeah Doctor Sleep is really good. I think Doctor Sleep does not get enough um, praise for how like it really does bridge the book and the uh, movie, The Shining. Mm, yeah. Um, and even the bits that are weird are really well done. Right. Even the bits that like you know Rebecca Ferguson's Hat Woman, who's <laughs> like completely off the wall crazy, <laughs> so good. But uh, Midnight Mass. I know. Is, without I don't doubt. I- I know I need to watch it. <laughs> it's just one of the best um, amalgamations of Cold War, 9-11, um, small town on an island. Um, yeah, it's mm. just, it's it's like a secret invasion, but it's yeah. done through religion. Oh, and it's, it's yeah. so clever, <laughs> so clever. And um, Kate Siegel is grey and... Uh, Hamish Link later plays the um, pastor. It's such a good series, and it is universal in its. Um, I'm talking about in terms of universal oh, yeah, horror yeah. rather than yeah. u- ubiquitous for everyone. <laughs> yeah. um, for its um, slow build up and um, sort of like eerie townness of it. Mm, yeah. um, you know, I love it. I think it's so good. It's like one of my absolute favorite modern horror interpretations mike flanagan is a fucking genius um he's such a good writer so um, it's it's like a um it's my this is like an incredibly difficult question for me so i'm going to throw it to you mm. instead what right. is your favorite horror movie um oh, it's really it's a hard f- question isn't it <laughs> it is because it changes from day to day i'll yeah. tell you some of them yeah i'll tell you yeah. some of them off the bat straight away um I think it follows. Yes, yeah, yeah. one of the best. I think genuinely, 
one of the best films I have seen in the last 10 years. Do you know, like, as uh, a, like, just an overarching thing, like, with It Follows, not just one of the best horror movies, but one of the best one of the uses... Best movies. One of the best movies. One of the best uses of lighting in the movies I've yeah. ever seen. It's it's meticulously put together. It it's really so is. clever. And um, all of the all of the lighting in it follows is on screen lighting. It's all right. lamps. There's no overhead lighting in the production. Yeah, like noticeable overhead lighting in the production. Yeah. Everything is is lit by street lamps or yeah. candles. Or car or, lights. It's, it's so well done. Like to. I don't know if people like know how difficult it is to frame things like that properly, especially at night yeah. when a lot of this stuff happens. Using source lighting at night, it's virtually impossible. Yeah, you have to have like there's they they sometimes film day scenes at night with such powerful lights that it looks like day. Yeah, because sometimes <laughs> you know it's impossible to get like busy streets and stuff like that. Um, oh, it's, it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it follows. It follows. The Thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. The John That's Carpenter, The Thing. That's genuinely one of my favourite films. Yes, I, um, yeah. The Shining, just because I feel like it as a production, it is just wonderful. Like, mm. I love everything about it, the mystery and the, you know, the stories behind, um, you know, the, you know, behind that, the, how the actors were treated. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. you know, even though loads of it is, is nonsense. <laughs> yeah, um, course, It's yeah. absolute nonsense. <laughs> Um, but like the production of it and Kubrick's like, you know, meticulousness about what he wanted, about how he sent out his nephew to London one mm. day to photograph doors. And then he photographed doors for like a week. Yeah. And then Kubrick, he came back to Kubrick and he was like, no, I don't like these doors. Go and get me something else. And he was like, these are, these are doors, man. Yeah. What do you want me to do? Sally Kubrick like, was, he was a nutter. <laughs> well, he was a hoarder as well. He was, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I don't know anyone who wants to read up more about this. Read John Ronson's um, book uh, articles on Stanley Kubrick and when he went into his house and what he found. Um, but The Shining is great. Us. Um, oh, yeah. I think Us is much better than Get Out. Um, I think it's really clever. I think that's a perfect modern allegory for Invasion of the Body Snatchers, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but that... The Winston Duke and Lupita Nyong'o are so good in that film. Yeah, yeah um, they are. Yeah. And the kids are great as well. Um, I can't remember what the kids' names are. But um, Winston Duke is one of my absolute, like, favourite actors, like, in, in recent times. It's like, it's the subtlety of their performance in that movie yeah. that is good. As both characters. Yeah. Both sets of characters. They are totally different. And you can tell who's on screen. Jordan Peele is such a good director. Yeah, he's, um, I'm glad that he like moved into horror. <laughs> yeah, because he's so clever, yeah. so clever. I love it when like um, celebrity types find what they're good at. Yeah, it, it feels it feels nice that they've like, like Cal Penn. Yeah, Cal Penn's another one. Um, or um, like when Ben Affleck found out he was really good at directing. Yeah, because he is very good at directing. <laughs> he as is. Well. Yeah. Um, I would say Oculus. I haven't seen it, but I did. Oh, need, really I clever. it was. One of the choices at the film society at university once, Ooh. and I, we instead we watched shit. What was it? That one with um, John Carpenter movie where it's about like a, a a gangster who moves to a small town and ends up having to kill a load of people, and his son kills somebody at school. Can't remember what it's called. Oh, we watched that instead, and it wasn't very good. And <laughs> I kind of wish we'd watched Oculus instead. <laughs> <laughs> 
um, Midsummer. Midsummer is uh, a very very good movie with a weird message. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's like a it's like a cottage core horror movie. There's like yeah yeah it feels like this. I don't. It's it gives me pause. Midsummer does. Yeah, like do I like this or do I not? But that's yeah. one of the things that I really do love about it. That yeah. it's kind of like that. Um, trying to think. Uh, Suspiria, Dario yes, Argento, yes. Suspiria. Um, Suspiria just makes you feel is comfortable. A, a constant top three movie for me. Yes, yeah. it, like I've seen it about. About three dozen times, at least. Like I went through a period in like my early twenties where I watched it like every two weeks. Like I yeah. love Suspiria. It's one of my like top movies ever made. And probably the Todd Browning Dracula. I know that's yeah. very cliche. Yeah. Oh do, no, it, it is just, a fantastic it's movie. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's one. It's like a wonderful movie. But um, the... I actually pr- probably prefer Bride of Frankenstein, but. Yeah, Bride of, Fra- Bride of Frankenstein is the best Universal horror movie. Universal, like, yeah. by a long way. Yeah, because of uh, Dr. Pretorius. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's just yeah. scene-chewing campiness is just fantastic. It's it's just the best put together of the, yeah. the Universal films as well. Yeah, and it makes so much more sense to watch with the context that James Whale was gay in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it improves it just an unbelievable amount. But with Dracula... The person you have to thank for Dracula being good is the cinematographer. Yeah. Because Todd Browning, halfway through making Dracula, decided he didn't really want to be making Dracula and he would yeah, like yeah. just he would just like disappear for weeks at a time. Yeah, because he was doing other projects. <laughs> yeah. He didn't he give just a shit. He wanted to do something yeah. else. Yeah, I think it was it Carl something. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, I should really remember. I wrote my um thesis on Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's 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 thanks to the cinematographer that the movie is so good. There's loads of other stuff yeah. like you know Eraserhead, yeah, uh, Reanimator, Theatre of Blood. Because I really like Vincent Price. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's just like the Halloween. Um, let the right one in. I'm just I'm just <laughs> listing films now. Village of the Damned, Misery. Like it's, um, I just it's interesting that both of our like favorites in horror aren't relegated to one decade or like one type of film i think i think horror is doing some of its best work now yeah 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 there's some really incredible stuff i think um the rise of indie productions being slightly easier to make has helped and you've you've got to look at like i i it's not one of my favorites but things like the Blair Witch and Paranormal mm. Activity really did show people that you can make really scary, really well put together things yeah. on shoestring budgets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, found footage stuff is not my cup of tea by any No, it's not. It's not mine Apart either. Yeah. Okay, yeah, the um the Spanish one. Yeah. Yeah, that scene in Wreck where they're in the the staircase and the lights mm-hmm. go out. It's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> it's so scary. The whole so climax scary. of the film is really good as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a great movie. Um, my, like, like, like with you, my, like, top five just changes constantly. Like, I yeah. don't, it's hard to, like, pin down the exact one, but there are th- four movies that are, like, constant mainstays in my mind of when I think what a good horror movie is. Right. Which are American Werewolf in London. That's so good. Suspiria. Yeah. The Omen. Yeah. And The Wicker Man. The Wicker Man is one of those films that I always forget about until yeah. you mention it. And I'm like, oh, The Wicker Man. 
It's so good. It's it's, it's so, really clever. The original, not the the the, yeah, the yeah, good one, not, not the, the Nicholas Cage, Cage. One. yeah, the, the good Edward one. Woodward Christopher yeah. Lee one. Because it is such a good movie. It's really <laughs> tense. It's that um, that is the film that breaks your uh, Cold War nine eleven analogy. Yeah, because yeah. it feels like a post nine eleven film. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, that movie is very much about paranoia. <laughs> and very ahead of its time as well. Yeah. Like I feel like they could they could make the Wicker Man set in any British town at the moment. Oh yeah, and it would yeah. fly. Yeah, it would it would go well. Yeah, they're all good picks. Yeah. I I this list could be fifty movies long though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like um, yeah. you think about stuff like even like I mentioned Gerald's Game. Yeah, I, Gerald's Game's a great movie. Um. I one film I think never gets enough credit is Twenty Eight Days Later. Twenty Eight Days Later is a really, really well put together film. Yeah, like, it falls apart a little bit, but I think all horrors fall apart by their very nature. Yeah, I think they're meant to. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah it, you descend I, into chaos. Yeah, I think it helps the film if something like descends into chaos, like uh, the um, uh, the guy from Star Wars, you know, Star Trek. You know the guy I mean. He's in everything. What's his name? Uh, why you specific? Oh, um, oh shit. Yeah, no, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, I can never. Yeah, <laughs> well, Reanimator. Re- yeah, Reanimator. His movies, especially uh, from Beyond, the yeah. end of that movie is just batshit. Like it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah. But it's so good. It works. Well, I... It helps it so much. Yeah, I don't think a film has to make sense to no, be. No, I don't a either. No. Um, I, I the. One of the things that I love about horror is that you can, because of the cross-genre, um, because how easy it is to cross-genre yeah. with horror, you can take a horror concept and put it in anything. Yeah. And because the rules are already established, yeah, you can focus that, yeah. on being batshit. Yeah. And like, um, a, I think a good thing about horror movies is that because there's all the tropes and like the stereotypes everybody's already familiar with at this point, do a lot far more than any other genre. Like yeah. it doesn't work with adventure movies or sci-fi or anything like that. Is that you can you don't have to think, oh, I've got to break the rules of other movies for this to make sense. Yeah, you can like have a character just not have a phone in the middle of the woods. Yeah. you can have yeah. a character like the car just magically not work all of a sudden and. Unless you're like re- a bit of a dickhead, like proper pretentious film critic, nobody's going to care because it's to the it's not to the detriment of the film. Mm. Like the, yeah. there can be plot holes in a horror movie, and it'd be perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it because, doesn't matter because the character does not know what's going on. Yeah, so it doesn't matter that you, as the audience, do not know what's going on. Blair Witch is the perfect example of that. Yeah. You don't need to understand it. You just need to know that something is wrong. Yeah, and that is yeah. all you need for a film. You yeah. don't The Mist works really well because it doesn't need to be explained. Something is happening that has shifted the um status quo 9 180 degrees, right? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, yeah. the whole point of it is that you don't know, the character doesn't know. And that's what makes it worse. Yeah, it's it's good. It's 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 so good. But, but that's uh, that's the fun thing about that. The fun yeah, thing about horror is the unexplainable stuff. Yeah, like um, 
you see the ghost in the window, then turn around, and the ghost is behind you. Like, yeah. They don't they don't need to explain any kind anything about that. It's just that's a ghost. That's what ghosts do. You've you've already got all of the context you need. Yeah, ghost. <laughs> it's a ghost. That's all you need. <laughs> um. So, uh, what's the most recent horror film you've watched? Um, I watched Brain Eaters a couple of days ago. No, I love brain readers. Yeah, it's the, the uh, one with Leonard Nimoy in, where it's, yeah. um, they spelt his name wrong in the credits, which is really oh, I never funny. noticed that. Yeah, they call him Leonard Nemoy. <laughs> and I thought, oh, this must be like, um, you know, one of his first movies. Like he, and they just, uh, it, maybe he was like, um, but his agent said that Nemoy was too hard to pronounce or something, and they thought, we well, you know, we changed to Nemoy. And I looked it up, and no, it was just a mistake. They just spelt his name wrong on the credits. Uh, okay, that's that, That's, that's a funny movie, though. It's. Another I love Roger those. Um, yeah, another Roger Corman. I love those Roger Corman movies where they don't have a monster in it because they couldn't afford to have it. Yeah. <laughs> like, so the monster in Brain Eaters is just like a rectangle that sticks to the back of people's necks. Yeah, I love it. It's so funny. But I, but I quite like that as well. But I that's well. a trope yeah. of sci-fi at the time as well, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. That sort of like you know the blob was you know just just some jam effectively um you know whatever they had that could make gak before gak was a thing um last horror movie i watched which uh you know i've been i've told you to watch as well it's smile yeah a couple of days ago um parker finn directorial debut um based on a horror short called laura hasn't slept Mm. um starring Sosie Bacon, which is the stupidest name for, a, for <laughs> sausage an actor, bacon. Actor, sausage bacon, um, and Caitlin Stacy, who was you know one of the Kennedy adopted siblings in Neighbours. <laughs> um, but it is a psychiatric um, sort of like horror at its finest, mm. like a doctor who has a patient who keeps telling her it's very it follows it yeah. tells her that you know people were smiling at her unnaturally um no, it's this it, from the i've only seen the trailers and like yeah read up a little bit but it is it sounds very invasion of the body snatchers like yeah by just by concept um and it is there were so many bits that you um it is the clues are there, but you only realise what's going to happen just as she reaches for the door handle, mm. that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there is a scene in particular, I'm not going to spoil it for you, where you just think, oh my God, that's what's just about to happen. And it <laughs> makes it so much worse because you're begging her not to do the thing that she's about to do. <laughs> I love that kind um, of thing. <laughs> but the, you know the feeling when you watched It Follows and you're like looking around the frame for who is actually walking in a normal direction and who is walking just oh, towards yeah. her. Um, that is, the, do you know the, uh, the Luton bus? Yeah. Yeah, it's that, isn't it? But, yeah. Wait, I mean, if, uh, if, people, if people don't know what the Luton bus is, there was a movie called Cat People in the, um, in the 60s, 40s? Mm. Around that time. Uh, where there's a bus drives past and it goes, Brang! and it's meant, to be the, it's meant to be a fright. And yeah. you're, it, the idea of it is... It's something frightening in a horror movie that isn't intended to be frightening. It's just done by, yeah. like, the sudden appearance. There's a good one in The Exorcist where she turns a light on and she jumps and then she, it's a chair in the attic. Yeah. And it's called a Luton bus because it was Val Luton who made the movie. So, but that, that's yeah. been, like, a, a trope of horror movies for, like, decades at this point. It's in basically and always, always, it always works. works. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. you think, oh, 
what am I being an idiot for? It's just a, a, a standard object, right? Yeah. And then you lo- your brain lulls itself into a false sense of security <laughs> so that when the scare does come, yeah, you are even more scared. Yeah, by it. it's 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 impressive. But the the only part of the movie it the re- the new one yeah. recent one it came out like six years ago. The only I think frightening more than that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think it did. The only frightening part in that movie is where somebody knocks on a window. <laughs> That's the yeah. only scary bit in that whole film. I do enjoy that movie, but it's not frightening. Like in, yeah, in that... any section of imagination. I. I think there are a there is a subsection of uh, horror films that are not scary. No, no. <laughs> Event Horizon. Yeah. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street is not Nightmare scary. Nightmare on Elm Street. They are. I mean, even. Oh no! I would. I was going to go as far as say um, Friday the Thirteenth isn't scary. It's, it's just not. Scream isn't yeah. scary, or it was when I was a kid. But like, it, they're not scary now. No, they're more comedy. Most zombie films aren't scary, yeah, but they are still horror, right? Yeah, I, I, I struggle to think of one, think of a, a zombie movie. It's like, I don't think they're intended to be scary at this point, horror uh, zombie no. movies. I think they're more, they're video game movies more than anything. Yeah. Like, they're yeah. just, uh, send in a horde of faceless NPCs that the protagonist can dismember. And see did what you, um, kind of dismemberments we can get away with. Did you watch The Last of Us? Uh, no, I haven't seen it. No, I haven't played right. the games either. So oh, I, I wouldn't bother playing the games. I would yeah. just watch the series. Yeah. Um, they do something slightly different in that the uh, the zombies cannot mm. see. They're blind yeah. um, and they click. And there are a few bits in that that actually I was like, I was tense. I can't say I was scared. Yeah. But um, it worked. And I was like, oh, this is a zombie thing that actually works quite well. Mm. Um, but there are bigger zombies and there are classes oh, yeah, yeah. because they're like, you know, because it's a video game adaptation. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that series is great. It was it was really fantastic. It was um, just well acted. Um, the, the All the tropes of a zombie series, zombie film are there, mm. but the characters carry it with such great acting yeah um, yeah and it's so tense all the time um, yeah, I, I it's one of those that i need to get around to i think yeah it's there's so much like good horror stuff that it's hard to keep track of all of it yeah yeah i i wait i wanted to see smile at the cinema but i mm. hate going to the cinema now yeah. um it wasn't on at my have, well people have forgot how to be people yeah uh, i think the pandemic has really sh- uh like brought out the worst side of ourselves sometimes in that People have forgotten that they're not at home. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. Um, every movie that I've been to see, I love going to the cinema to see movies. Yeah. I think it's like the best way to see a mo- see a film is in a crowd, like as really... the director intended. Yeah, <laughs> like, I do love going to the pictures. But every time I've gone in the past, like two years, there's been one person who does something that irritates me. Yeah, it's always just one person. I think that's just general life. There's always yeah. a person that irrita- is irritating yeah. me in whatever situation I'm in, sadly. I went to, when um, I went to see, uh, I mean, this was a while back now, but when I went to see the uh, Spider-Man, the third Spider-Man movie, the, yeah. uh, whatever it's called, No Way Home. No Way Home, yeah. There was somebody there who was on their phone the entire time. Yeah. Like, why Probably go? live tweeting it. Why go to go see a movie and then not watch the movie? We went to see something at um, the Everyman Cinema, which, you know, for non-Brits is like a... 
chain of sort of like luxury cinema where you yeah. can sit on a couch and watch a film. And there were a couple next to it thinking that, you know, oh, there won't be any. Like if you're paying that mm. little bit extra to go to a luxury cinema, you're not going to spoil it for yourself. And there was a couple literally next to us talking all the way through it. And I had to tell them to stop talking. Um, <laughs> it's like... Like, why go? Why, you're not at home. <laughs> you're not at home. Other people have paid to see this. Can you please be quiet? Um, it annoys me. Yeah. Yeah. And I won't go and see horror at the cinema anymore mm. because as much as I like that feeling of enhanced scaredness yeah. because you're feeding off of other people, people spoil it. Yeah. People will spoil it now. It's not like it was back in back in the day. But like <laughs> I watched the Ring remake and mm. genuinely I've never had such a scary experience in the cinema. Everyone was on edge. Everyone was like <laughs> like that all the way through and it just fed into everything. When it's she great, popped yeah. out of that TV, people screamed. <laughs> wow. Um and like, you know, it was just someone left the cinema. Um so it cool. was so much it. fun. Um, but yeah, but when you great. watch that film yeah. at home, it's like, eh. yeah. I mean, Ringu is like that's the like top ten, like the original. Yeah, it's but, so good. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. We think we've spoken a lot about like Western horror. Yeah, there is some really good stuff from Japan. Like, like J horror is it's on another level. <laughs> yeah, and even like there is a lot of stuff that is. Um, there is a lot of stuff that is over the top in terms of gore, mm, but there's yeah, quite yeah. a lot of psychological horror stuff. Like I would classify yeah. Parasite as a, almost like a horror. I think it is. Um, yeah. It's that film was great. It was yeah. so great. Yeah. But I think Old Boy has elements of horror in it as well. Oh, that's like um, psychological torture, you know? Yeah. In Old Boy. Yeah. yeah. It's just um, always puts sets me on edge. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I love um, like uh, Japanese ghost folk horror. Yeah. sort of stuff like um like the, the the i think the obvious one would be the grudge or Juon. yeah Juon. that scene where he looks under the bed covers and there's a ghost at the bottom of his bed and yeah. by his feet and it craw- crawls up crawls to up him. the bed that is insane yeah. and that bit where they where they're on the bed and the the, the boy is like perched at the foot of the bed just staring at him yeah that's Stuff great. like that is really creepy. Yeah. I, I think like some of the scariest things that happen in films sometimes are um, the things where the it's not a jump scare. Mm. It's so going back to Gerald's game when yeah. she is tied to the bed and she keeps looking in that corner. Mm. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and you know that there might be something coming from it. Yeah, and you like it's just normalised that there is something there. That's that's hideous. That's yeah, it's, awful. It's, it's the slow creeping horror. Yeah, I think that um, I think like Japanese horror does it really well, where it's not kept a secret that there's something there, mm. but you you know there's something there, but you don't know where it is, and it's like oh, yeah. <laughs> like um, uh, the oh, is it Dark Water, the one that where it's uh, the um, the house is flooding. I think it's called yes. Dark yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like that is the, all of the it's horror. Like early two thousands, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. All the, the horror in that mum. movie is sounds. Like yeah, it's all just creepy sounds, and it works so well. I love it. Audition's good. As oh, well. audition! Audition is one of the best horror movies ever made. 
be honest. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's really, it's great. really good. Um, have you ever seen House... um, Have you ever seen the movie Grotesque? No, that's a proper gore movie. But it's it's like right. it's basically torture porn. But okay, it's um somebody uh, kidnaps two people and keeps them like chained underneath his house, and you'd see him like torturing them. But then it's his like day to day life where he's just it's like an American Psycho sort of thing where he's just a normal guy. Mm-hmm. And oh, it's creepy. it's really creepy. <laughs> yeah, it's that um, um that like masked people where you don't know what who they really are behind their personas. Huh. Yeah, it's good stuff. That's, that's good. I yeah. saw House. Did you ever see House? From oh yeah, seventy seven. Yeah. yeah, I love that. It's so weird. Yeah, House so is... <laughs> weird, like a severed head. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, I love it. Um, and the portrait of the cat. It's just so weird. Like J yeah. horror. Um, I'm try- like Train to Busan as well. Yeah, yeah, is like yeah. a really good modern, um, like Eastern horror mm. film. Yeah. It's just so clever. There's um, like a um, I think a, a theme that should, that pops up a lot in um in Eastern horror movies is like the encroachment of the cityscape onto nature, where yeah. where it's like really cramped areas and industrial industrialization mm-hmm. and um. Not knowing the layout of buildings is a big one as well. Like that's a thing in Juwan. That is a um, not knowing the layout to a building is a very common nightmare. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's about unresolved tension. Apparently, I don't mm. really believe that dreams me- always mean something. No, I don't. I do that, believe yeah. that they are the brain's natural way of trying to sort information. Yeah. I think that makes a lot more sense. But apparently, um, swimming underwater. Mm. Being lost in a maze and um, finding new areas of your house or a house that you frequent yeah. are like three of the frequent nightmare fuels. Um, yeah, I can, like I the can basis I can for nightmares. That. Yeah, um, I like dreams and nightmares fascinate me, but not in a new age Reiki crystal <laughs> yeah. way. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, like, I just like, why do we all dream the same things? Why are there? Why is there a commonality of language? I always wonder. Dream. I always wonder. Is it the same before the advent of like media? I don't know. Visual media. Like, did people in the eighteen hundreds dream the same things that we do? Mm. Like, I've always wondered that. (laughs) We've always had houses, and we've always had water. So maybe, yeah. Maybe it's probably like. I mean, fear of like the unknown, and like it's like um, don't go in the woods. It's that sort of thing. Like maybe that's just deep water. Yeah. That's just I dream telling, like maybe that's self-preservation working. Maybe that's why we lasted this long. But it's like when those idiots put cucumbers behind cats to scare them, right? Yeah, a yeah. cat has never seen a snake. Yeah, but thinks it's a snake. Yeah, it's like um, it's why we're scared of bugs. Yeah, exactly. Because we they think used about to be massive, venomous <laughs> bugs. Yeah, and they used to be giant. It's yeah. our like it's our hindbrain working in overdrive. Yeah. A reptile part. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, have you ever seen uh, the Tetsuo movies, the um, the Iron Man? No. Uh, that is a series of J horror films. Tetsuo the Iron right. Man, and then there's uh, it's all called like the Bullet or something, and I can't remember what the third one's called. But they're all like in the same kind of vein, where mm. uh, somebody is very slowly turning into a hunk of metal, and I think that is like <laughs> okay. one of the it's uh, like what I said before about the idea of uh, the cityscape like encroaching on nature. Yeah, that's like its logical endpoint. Is the cityscape encroaching on man itself, and that's what those uh. movies are about. And I, I, Tetsuo the Iron Man is like twenty minutes long, 
and I can't recommend it enough. Like it's yeah. it's what it's one of the most well known body horror films, I think. Right. And it is really good. It's really mm. good. The sequel isn't as good, but I still think it's quite good. I think it's, this is either the second or the third one because they they all kind of like mold together because they're only like half hour long. Yeah. It's somebody starts turning into a gun. That's so weird. It's really weird. But it's really good. <laughs> um there is a uh there has been a sort of um in the last I'd say 20 years a influx of um Spanish horror. Mm, yeah. That yeah. I I think have been quite good. So if you've seen the platform uh, yes, I have. Yeah, where the that's food f- comes down. Yeah, that, yeah. Is a f- that is a horrible, horrible film that yeah. made me uncomfortable all the way through it. <laughs> um, for anyone who hasn't seen it, you're in a you volunteer or you are imprisoned um, to be in a essentially what is a long tower block mm. and a platform of food comes down the tower block, but you only get what you are given from the higher up yeah. levels and you're randomly put on levels and that sort of loss of control is so so yeah. scary yeah. i have a uh love of uh there's another modern modern is is probably you know pushing it a little bit but guillermo del toro's push into horror and making mm. horror a bit more mainstream yeah has really sort of like resonated with me. He's he's a very clever director as well. Like yeah. I really like uh, Pan's Labyrinth. I think Pan's Labyrinth is what if a fairy tale was a horror? Mm, um, yeah. you yeah. know, which they sort of are. They're all based yeah, on yeah. those sorts of yeah. horror mythology. Um the orphanage is really good. The Devil's Backbone, which is another really good Spanish language mm. horror film. A Chronos. Chrono- oh, I'd love that movie. Yeah. Uh, it's really good. <laughs> Uh, he's done a few English language ones as well, like mm. Crimson Peak and Shape of Water, which I still maintain yeah. might be a fairy tale, but it is a horror. It is the mm, creature from is, the yeah. Black Lagoon. Yeah. Um, Hellboy is, and Blade too. Mm, uh, yeah. They're horror films. Um, they're just slightly different. Pacific Rim, technically, is yeah. kind of a gai- uh, kaiju horror film. It's it's um, an alien invasion movie as well. Yeah. Uh, but he's really good as well, and I really liked some of his work on that Netflix series, The Cabinet of Curiosities. I haven't seen other. it. No. There's a really good one with um, Kate Micucci, who's mm. really great, really great. She starts um, seeing the uh, an evangelist who's selling this product, Renew You, or something like oh. that, um, that makes a... Uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but <laughs> she starts to get obsessed and hear the tv on like this beauty cream that is mm. actually making her like skin shed um, it's really really good <laughs> uh, really clever did um, you um did you see that movie that uh david cronenberg's son made about the the, the celebrity worship where people can buy illnesses from celebrities no yeah it's 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 not the best horror movie it's I won't say that, but it is. It's a very interesting film. Yeah, it's um I can't remember what it's called, but it's I think it's either it's it's definitely David Cronenberg's son. I don't think yeah. it's John Carpenter's son because I get them mixed up constantly. But yeah, it's um a, a celebrity uh, falls ill and they think that she's going to die, and instead of like trying to save her, they try to like harvest her illnesses to sell to people because people wow. want to have the same illnesses that the celebrities have had. 
That's really clever. Yeah. That's really clever. <laughs> it's a bit um, heavy-handed. Like the, the things yeah, in there sure are a bit like, oh, yeah, this is a bit obvious. But yeah. it's, it's an interesting film. Yeah. <laughs> I, so uh, what about in terms of, uh, I mean, we'd be, we'd be remiss not to mention Twilight Zone and The Outer Limits. Yeah, yeah. Twilight Zone, um, um, I've said before that if we weren't doing a cartoons podcast, I'd be doing a Twilight Zone podcast. Yeah. And and by definition, Outer Limits, because I yeah, feel those yeah. shows are the same show, right? Yeah. Um, they shouldn't have ever been called two things. No. They should have got all the writers on Outer Limits to just work on yeah. <laughs> Twilight Zone. I maintain that, that the remade um, early 90s Outer Limits mm, see, yeah. uh, shows are like top draw Twilight mm. Zone episodes. Yeah. I don't, really good ones. I don't think people give enough credit to Twilight Zone for how influential it's been on basically every movie. Everyone knows the library dropped my glasses yeah. thing. Everybody. Uh, Even people haven't seen in, it. Yeah. Um, everyone knows the goblin on the wing. Yeah. Yeah. With, uh, with Shatner. <laughs> yeah. But they don't, sometimes they don't know it's Shatner. No. They yeah, exactly. just. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I like, mean, um, Every everything, every piece of media that's ever been made is either Twilight Zone or Shakespeare in some way. Yeah, <laughs> but the, what it, do they it say? Goes back the, to them too. My, one one of my teachers once said that there are only a few original s- stories, like oh, Faustus I've heard this before, yeah, and Cinderella, yeah, uh, and you know a rebirth story like Jesus, mm. and you know, like there is an argument to that, but yeah, like yeah. you know, because there is a sort of like Quint selling his soul in Jaws. Um, to like a Captain Ahab type of thing. Um, what about what's your favourite horror that isn't really a horror? Oh, because I mentioned Jaws. Jaws isn't yeah. a horror per se, yeah. but it is a phenomenally good film. I think Gremlins. Um, Gremlins is a really good choice. <laughs> I think mine is probably Alien. Yeah. I don't. I think that film is. You know, I always say to Rachel, she's always sick and tired every time we watch. You know that thing that you say when a film comes on that is like your fact, and I'm yeah. just kind of like, I love it because it's a slasher movie in space. And she's like, "Yes, I know. You've told me a hundred million times." Yeah. Um, but Alien is like one of the most perfect films ever made. It's so good. It's like creeping, and it's like retro sci-fi in terms of like everything looks shitter than it mm. should. Yeah, I love that cassette um, punk sort of aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that when they did the Alien Isolation game. Yeah, it's the same sort of stuff. They kept yeah. that stuff. Which is so weird um, in Prometheus that they've got like better yeah. looking technology. Yeah. It I doesn't hate, make any I sense. I hate when they do stuff like that. Let's do a prequel and let's make it yeah. look nice. I hate they that. Should have, they should have. Yeah, it's, it's stupid. <laughs> it's All of um, That and the other Prometheus film that I can't remember. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Covenant? Covenant. That, that, like, I have them in my collection, but I yeah. never watch them. Um, I mean, I, Alien and Aliens are both really good movies. Yeah. Every other, every everything else in that entire franchise has been dog shit. <laughs> like it's well, it's impressive. So, <laughs> the I think it's a shame that David Fincher wasn't allowed to do the Alien film. He oh, wanted yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. Alien right? cubed. Because the Alien Three has bits that are really good. Yeah. Have you seen that? Like. I don't. Know, I think I don't know if it was like promotional artwork that they did, or if they actually did mm. it. But before they changed the aliens to CG and they had the like practical effects, yeah, it looks so much better. 
Like, well, of course it does. Unbelievably better. It's it's ridiculous. But, the um, alien coming down the walls yeah. in uh, um, like aliens when they first breach the nest. Yeah, they yeah. all yeah. look so real. Yeah. The first time you see the alien in um, Alien mm-hmm. um, with the sweat and the perspiration on the upper lip when yeah. he's in the... Um, I can't remember who he gets. He gets one of the technicians. I can never remember their names. No, I don't remember um, the names either. But no. the, the, the hick one. Yeah. Um, and he's hanging in the chains. And it's just when Jonesy acts... Jonesy the cat. That's the irony. I remember the cat's name. <laughs> you um, know, not the characters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Jonesy leads him accidentally into his death. Well, I assume accidentally. I, yeah. I can't speak for the cat. Um, and he comes down the chains and you see like the sweat and the perspiration on the alien's face it looks so real that mm. i would believe that that alien exists in nature yeah right? and then you switch over to alien 3 where everything looks like a weird shiny blob yeah a weird shiny blob <laughs> that's like a ps3 uh, ps3 spray. yeah yeah oh, it was it was it's such a shame i mean yeah. alien alien versus predator 2 is Possibly the worst movie I've ever seen in my whole so entire life. So the one life. where they go to the Antarctic? No, that's the first one. Oh, where okay. they go into the, the pyramid in the Antarctic. Alien vs. Predator 2 is that the Predator and the alien attack like a small village. And Oh, they, it's in the high school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I remember that one as shit. It's, it upset me after watching it because yeah. it's so bad. Like I've, At the time, it was, it was definitely the worst movie I've ever seen. And I don't think much has topped it since. No. Like things I've like purposely watched for the for thinking that it would be enjoyable. Closest maybe in terms of horror movies that movie with CM Punk in. Uh, Which one's that? A girl on the top floor or something. Oh yeah, that's pretty shit. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd still I'd still think the rule we have set from the yeah. moment we started. I'd still watch it. Yeah, I'd still watch it. Yeah. But um, I think with really bad horror movies. A second watch is better because you know that it's bad. Yeah. And you can absolutely. like just laugh at how bad it is rather than having some expectation that it's actually going to be a decent film. Um, what is the best uh, scare you've had from a horror film? I can tell you mine. Go on then. Uh, Hereditary. Tony yeah. Collette running from the darkness of the room and she's up in that corner. Like, you can almost see her Spider-Man in around in the corners and when she runs at him it's just my god my heart was in my mouth the end of that film that film goes from like it's it's travelling at 10 miles an hour for like an hour and 40 minutes Mm. um, with the occasional tiny bump and then it just rams it up to 60 yeah Um, (laughs) just like I, I, I cannot get over how terrifying that 10 minutes of film <laughs> was the first time i saw it like to the point where as a as a nearing 40 years old adult <laughs> yeah i was checking the dark corners God. and when i wake up in the night sometimes i look in the dark and i think of hereditary <laughs> that's insane that is terrifying all right um i've got one this Go on. is um it's a very specific one to me mm-hmm. um we watched at university the movie inside or Lonterrier, mm-hmm. because it's a French yep. French house invasion movie. Yeah. And when I watched it, it was like the height of summer. 
It was boiling hot outside and we didn't have yeah. air conditioning in the room that we were in. And I was like feeling a bit faint like already. Like I hadn't had anything to drink, I hadn't eaten anything. And there's a scene in the movie where it's about a, a woman who lost her child. Yeah. Is trying in to in a car crash, isn't it? In a car crash, he's trying to like steal a child from a pregnant woman yeah. with knitting needles as the weapon, and she like stabs the woman's stomach with a knitting needle. And I passed out in real life, <laughs> like wow. I, I fainted from from um, heat exposure. So probably that, yeah, <laughs> probably that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think if there were any others. It's weird. I don't really get like I used to when I was a kid, obviously, because I was afraid of everything, but. I don't really get frightened by horror movies at this point. No. I think I've watched so many of them that I've become like desensitized to it. Like there are some where it's like like a shocking moment that happens, but there's none where I think that was frightening. I, I actually think I I'm agree. A big boy. And I, I think <laughs> that um the majority of these sorts of films are things that stay with me. Like the general yeah. presence of it follows and smile. Yeah. And, you know, uh things like drag me to hell. Mm, um, yeah. oh, or Cabin in the Woods, yeah. which is another great one we haven't mentioned. Um, is that Joss Whedon? Uh, yes. Oh, that's probably why we haven't mentioned yeah. it then, isn't it? Um, I no, that's yeah, Joss... is it Joss Whedon? It's somebody. Did he write it's got it? A lot of, it's got a lot of um, Joss Whedon-esque isms in it. Um, uh, let's have a look. Cabin in the Woods. Uh, Drew Goddard. Produced by Joss Whedon. Yeah. Right, okay, yeah. okay, we okay. can mention it then. Um, <laughs> but those sorts of films where there's a thing that happens that uh, it just stays with you, like The, mm. uh, the Mist. Yeah. Uh, again, I'll mention The Mist again because it's really good. Um, those sorts of ones creep me out more than... I think the feeling of being creeped out is much yeah, more scary than the jump scare. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's uh, it's the unnerving aspect of it, which is a bit more frightening than just something I mean, being there. If if you can do both, why not? Like Halloween, yeah. John Carpenter's Halloween does both. Yeah, jump scares and a pervading presence of um the unknown being yeah. there to hurt you. Right, uh, uh, the, the Shining fir- does the same thing. The first Halloween movie is one of those where I think that when you first watch it and don't know what's going to happen, it's it's a frightening, it's a scary film. Like yeah. when when uh, he jumps out from. The back seat of the car. Yeah, and it, it, there's no way you would know that was going to happen, and that's no. scary because it's a, like it's a sudden thing. But on rewatching, you, you, I I felt like I was watching Michael Myers too much for him yeah. to be a frightening figure because yeah. when you know he's there, he's really dumb. Like it's, yeah. it's a really stupid villain. Like that it bit is. where where he's she's walking down the uh, the street to school and then turns and around and he's like bush. he's barely concealed by the bush. <laughs> It's and so then she funny. walks up and he's gone and he must yeah. have ran. He must yeah. have ran full pelt. Um, I love it. And when she looks out the window, she's like standing in the middle of the in the middle of the garden. Yeah, I love it. It is it's so it stupid. Is stupid, but it's stupid in a technically proficient way. Yeah, yeah. Which I feel like I always have a bit more, um, you know, a bit more respect. Yeah. For. Um, uh, we haven't mentioned Hammer or Universal much. Oh, we need to. Cause... Do need to, because they are ages of horror, right? Yeah, yeah. And I don't think we'd have the horror as a genre without the work that Universal did and then was taken into the like the 50s to the 70s by yeah, Hammer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think modern horror movies have a lot. They need to thank British 
film industry of the 50s of the 50s up to like the 80s because hammer kind of like revitalized the entire genre in my opinion yeah. like if we if we didn't have like the christopher lee dracula i don't think we'd have modern horror movies i don't think like no, i agree i don't think even texas chainsaw massacre would exist if we didn't have those kinds of movies like anything with where they put vincent price in a film is that that's that's thanks to Hammer Horror. The horror of Dracula is yeah. just such a good film. It's so good, and I feel like um, there was a change in Hammer in general. In that, like, women had a bit more agency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I mean, there's still like a lot of nudity and stuff like that. Yeah. And, yeah. Like some of the things that you would attribute to horror at the time. It's very um, uh, a lot of Hammer is very schlocky. Yeah. But, but I, like, don't, I don't think it's a bad thing, really. I don't think it's a bad thing. And I think, um, like, it... I don't... I, you know, Christopher Lee um, probably wouldn't have rated some of his horror films as his best films, right? Mm. I probably think that he would have talked about more of his um, higher performances, mm. let's say, yeah. quote-unquote. But he was such a great Dracula. He was, yeah. Like, that's... Um, um... I mean, for a character like Dracula, like any kind of like literary character, I think it takes a lot of talent to become the what a person's idea of that character is. Mm-hmm. Like a like Basil Rathbone being Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, like absolutely. when you when you think of Sherlock Holmes, you think of a character who looks like Basil Rathbone. Uh huh. And for like a, like a character that anybody can play, like a public domain literary figure, to become that character, that's. That's pretty crazy, really, when you think about it. Like, <laughs> you're the platonic ideal of a character. Yeah. That nobody else is going to be able to play that character the same way you ever did. I think as well, like, there's a there's a um, weird thing in that Lee and Cushing became the Lugosi and mm. um, Karloff yeah. Yeah. of the 70s, right? Yeah, and they the, did. Well, yeah. The, yeah. the 50s, to, uh, late 50s to the... Yeah, sort of, 58 was the 58. first Dracula. Yeah. But, like, they were in The Mummy together. Yeah. Christopher Lee played The Mummy. <laughs> like, I think people forget that. Like, he yeah. didn't just play Dracula. Yeah, he was, um, he was um, the team thing, wasn't it? Like, they were all in all each other's movies. Like, didn't, um, didn't Cushing play Jekyll at one point? I think he did, yeah. I think he did. And he played Frankenstein. Yeah. And he even but played... Fra- were- yeah. Did he? I'm sure he played Frankenstein in movies that weren't even connected to the other Frankenstein movies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a weird... Like, did he, is he in Frankenstein Created Woman? Was that, was that Cushing? Was that somebody else? Because that was what, quite a late one. That was when they went very, like, weird um, sexploitation film yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, Hammer did become slightly like that, which is... Yeah. But I yeah. will say, Dr. Jekyll and Sister Hyde is hysterical. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> and um, oh, uh, Dracula nineteen seventy three, the one in the future. I, in the future. I love that film. Yeah, I do. I as think well. it's so funny. Um, yeah, the ho- the horror of Dracula is definitely their best. Mm, I think so. Yeah, yeah. The, the early Hammer, because Hammer then you know like reinvented itself, didn't it? And it yeah, yeah. did like yeah. the Woman in Black and um, other stuff like that. Uh, they did uh, let the right one in, didn't they? The original. Uh, they did. Did they do let the right one in, or did, did they do let me in? Because let me in was um, the guy who directed the Batman's first. Yeah, film. I think. Yeah, I think it might have been let me in, or it's Last House on the Left. It's one yeah, of those movies. They did that yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, let me in is as good as let the right one in. 
and I yeah. don't think that happens very often uh, that you can remake a film like that. But yeah, yeah. Um, they're good for totally different reasons. The um, um, the Woman in Black remake is terrible though. Yeah, the one with Daniel Radcliffe. Shame. It's really crap. That's a shame. It's silly. Um, it's really really silly. Uh, another era of films is the really early two thousands, like Conjuring. Oh uh, yeah. The, yeah. The Boy. Those sorts of films. I think they're great as well. I think James I... Wan is really good at horror, but I think they are schlocky. I have a lot of respect for Bloomhouse Productions. Yeah, they, they're like they know what they're making. I think. Yeah. Like they they're know that they're, they're consumable not, horror. Yeah, they're not making high art. They're making no. the nun, and yeah. I appreciate that. I think we need companies like that to go alongside everything else. Like people take the piss out of the asylum constantly mm-hmm. because their movies are absolutely awful. Yeah, but we need companies like that to make the other films look good. <laughs> Yeah, but also <laughs> there is a place for yeah. There's the always Friday been a place night for this, sort of screen teen screens, yeah. right? Yeah, the you know the hole or um, do you remember that with Fora Birch and yeah? I love. I think that film's great. <laughs> I think that film's great. Um, and you know the Conjuring and the Annabelle films. Yeah, and Insidious. Stuff like that. I love Insidious. I think they're good. Insidious movies. is great. Yeah, <laughs> this is great. It's never gonna. Um, it's the the you know you're if you're invested in in the world, mm. you're gonna get everything you need out of that film. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's scary. It matters that it's just a bit creepy, and the you know the situation might be resolved to your taste or might not. Mm. Um, I think I think this is it's kind of like harkens back to something we said at the start of the episode. Um, horror directors are a complete like beast of their own compared to yeah. every other genre. Like you can have somebody who only makes horror movies, but I don't think you really get that with any other kind of genre. Where you can mm. think of them as like, oh, that's an action movie director. Because then you'll look at their like list of films and find out they've done like fifteen comedies as well and then some adventure yeah. movies. But with horror, it's like like Rob Zombie, his horror movies. Yeah. They aren't particularly good. No. But they're very Rob Zombie. Like, you watch yeah. it and think, yeah, this is a Rob Zombie movie. And Jordan Peele is becoming that. Yeah. Not Rob Zombie. He's, he's, he's turning into Rob Zombie. That would be a good um, movie. <laughs> but he wants to tell. You can tell Jordan Peele is a Twilight Zone fan. Yeah, well, yeah, he did, the, uh, he did the remake, didn't he? Yeah. But yeah. you can tell he's a yeah. Twilight Zone fan from his films. They are, they're so great. They're yeah. so great. Get Out is a masterpiece. I yeah, don't it is, think yeah, it's yeah. as good as us. Yeah. But Daniel Kaluuya is uh, he's just so good. He needs to be in more stuff. He needs to be he in everything. He does need to be in more stuff. He's great at Spider-Punk as well, but yeah. we know that. Um should we also spend a little time talking about horror cartoons that we like? Yeah. Considering yeah. this is Toon House. <laughs> considering, yeah. Um, um when you think of like animated horror, do you think of it as being for kids? Like in like a not like in a suitability sort of way, but in a did they have children in mind while they were making it, and then it just fixed itself around to being for like acceptable for children. Like I don't know. Because yeah, like... I, I can never figure it out because um, the the one that like immediately comes to mind when I think of like children's horror is the Halloween tree. See, the one that always think I think of is Tales from the Crypt Keeper. Mm, yeah, because the Halloween tree is like. I still think it's a it's a scary film. Cause uh-huh. It's about like death mostly. 
about yeah. like the acceptance of like fate and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, which is yeah. it's kind of a heavy topic. But it's like baby's first morality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mortality. Sorry, not morality. Yeah. So I wonder if if you're like specifically making a film which is intended for children and you want it to be a horror movie, how much does that affect the plot of the film? I don't know. I, I yeah, wonder I if it's just me. like telling um, a slightly off-colour joke in Shrek. Yeah. Like, that you yeah. know the adult is going to laugh at. There is a hark back to, a uh, callback to the last episode we did. Uh, I watched, there is a Dragon Prince episode where um, they go into the Red Room from Twin Peaks. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, which gonna, is... Children aren't going to get that. Children aren't going to get that at all. But there is, you know, one of the characters is the log lady. Yeah. One of the characters is the dancer, um, talk, the backwards talking dancer. Um, he's a dancing little person, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, from from uh, Twin Peaks. But um, yeah, it was just like, so they wrote this because they <laughs> like Twin Peaks. Yeah. And I think a lot of people who go into doing a cartoon based on a horror project mm. are horror fans. Yeah. And yeah. they just push the envelope. I yeah. think what they're doing is not creating it for the adults or the children. I think oftentimes they're creating it because they're a fan. Yeah, I think so as they're well. Creating yeah. it for themselves. Yeah. And I think that's why certain ones don't work. Yeah. There's um there's some children's horror which is like I don't think it would be overly scary for a child, but when they get older, they'll think back to it and think that was like that was messed up like Animals of Farthingwood. Animals of Farthingwood. I was thinking Monster House because if yeah. you know, as just like a regular film, it's not that scary. It's more like an no. adventure film. It's more like a goony sort of a movie. Mm-hmm. But when you get older, you think that house was like his dead wife. Yeah, but that's he like, had to live there with the spirits of his dead wife for his whole life, and everybody hated him for no reason. That's the scary part of that film. But when you're a kid, you're not really thinking about that. Well, there's also like goes take take a step above in terms of age. Like, mm. are you afraid of the dark? Yeah. And the other yeah. show, which I can, what was that called? Are you afraid of the dark? And oh, those were those a couple of them. Eerie Indiana was one of them. Ah, uh. oh, damn it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, big wolf on campus. <laughs> some of those shows genuinely are a bit terrifying. Scariest one of Are You Afraid of the Dark? The swimming pool. Yeah, that one's bad. And where she she gets trapped inside the pinball machine. That one's good. I like the... Damn it. I need to find out what the other show was called. It's not Goosebumps, because that wasn't scary. Hold on. Hold on. There was quite a few of those sorts of shows, though. Um, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Is Are You Afraid of the Dark the one where the um, kid is left on his own and there's a door in the basement? Oh, it might be. don't remember. And there's a voice telling him to, like bring things to feed him and he wants to bring his sister mm, i don't remember. yeah i think so like i think that's one of them are you afraid of the dark was the uh, where they throw the thing in the in the fire at the start of the episodes yeah yeah the midnight society yeah <laughs> um there was a uh on that there's a mike flanagan produced show about um almost like a midnight society for terminal kids don't bother watching that it's terrible okay it, it wasn't written by Mike Flanagan, so that's yeah. why it's not very good. Um, and also, like the kid actors aren't aren't great. Mm. Um, yeah, I feel like 
children's horror is like a whole other beast compared to like the other horror films. Which is, don't you think it's a bit crazy? There's like a entry level version of a genre. Yeah, like <laughs> here's your here's your entry level Beetlejuice. Yeah, it's really weird. Like you don't get that with anything else. Yeah, Tim Burton is an interesting one because it's clear that he wants to write fantasy, but he loves mm. horror. Yeah. I like kind of I I've been off Tim Burton for like a couple of years now. Yeah. Like he used to be like one of my favorite directors when I was a kid. Yeah. I think he's everyone's favorite when he's when you're a yeah, kid, right? Cuz I mean Nightmare Before Christmas. I mean I know he didn't direct that, but he was kind no. of he's like baby. He's brilliant. I think it... Corpse Bride is brilliant. I think Mars Attacks is brilliant. Yeah. I think Batman Ed Wood is brilliant. Like he's made really really good movies. And then yeah. it got to the point where he stopped making movies and started making tim burton productions big fish that was the one yeah that was when it stopped yeah that was not the last good one i mean sleepy hollow is one of the worst movies ever made it's it's so weird as well because it's it's so bad (laughs) he wants to make a good film um sweeney todd as well yeah like uh, i feel like as well sometimes he was and this is not a knock on helena bonham carter because i think she's great Mm. um I feel like he was making films for her to star in yeah. rather than films that worked sometimes. Yeah. And um, I mean, there's all this other stuff about Tim Burton that he's got like a really weird relationship with race in his films. Hmm. Like there there are no black people in any of his movies. Well, that's Wes Anderson as well. Yeah. Um, like it's when you notice that something, it gets concerning at that yeah. point where you think, oh, I don't know if I really like this guy anymore. And yeah. I was reading the other day that, you know, the insane ending of Planet of the Apes, mm-hmm. where they find the statue of Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, Abraham. <laughs> it, apparently, he did that because he didn't want to do the sequel and he wanted to make it as difficult as possible for the next person who would have to try to like, explain this statue. That's just a dickish thing. That's just do. a really dick move to do. That film is so... That, I, that film might be the worst film I've ever seen. It's really bad. It's really, 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 really bad. Is that Mark I, Wahlberg in that one? As yeah, well? yeah, yeah. It's Mark Wahlberg, which makes it instantly slightly worse. Yeah, I was uh, I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, Mark Wahlberg is like that uh, group of actors from the late nineties and early two thousands who were in absolutely everything, and mm-hmm. they weren't very good. And yeah. then they would get like one movie would come out years later, which would cement them as being oh, these guys are actually quite good at acting. Mm. Like like Nicolas Cage had yeah. films where you think, oh, this guy's terrible. And then you do one, you think, shit, this guy deserves every Oscar ever made. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jim Carrey being in Man in the Moon. Yeah, the uh, like those, show. Yeah, those sorts of films. And then Mark Warburg never had that moment. Because he's shit. He's never had a, a movie where you think, oh, this guy's actually quite good. Like every film he's ever been in has been terrible. That entirely film, because of him. <laughs> uh, that um, the happening film yeah, cemented yeah. to me the fact that M Night Shyamalan was lucky, yes, rather yeah. than good. Yeah, uh, because you don't see Mark Wahlberg and think that's who I want as my leading man, and yeah. you don't let him do some of those takes and think, yeah, that's a good take. Yeah, yeah. Um, M Night has made like I think saying three good movies is pushing it. I think yeah, Unbreakable, is, uh, Six Unbreakable's Sense. Unbreakable's great. Six Sense. And Signs. Yeah, Signs is a question mark because that movie's dumb as hell. 
Signs is dumb, and the village is. I genuinely, I, I think don't mind the village. The village might be better than signs. Yeah, the village is all right. Yeah, it got um, made fun of a lot, but that's entirely because of the ending. Because the ending is really stupid. Yeah, I think it makes stupid. it makes sense in context, but it's a really yeah. stupid ending. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not a fan of of M Night Shyamalan. No. I feel, I feel Unbreakable like Unbreakable's good. Yeah, Unbreakable's good. Yeah. Glass was shit. Yeah, and Glass was terrible. Everybody at university, because this movie came out when I was at uni, everybody told me that Split was a really good movie. I was saying, oh, you've got to see Split. It's one of the best like mm. horror movies that's been coming out in years. Like um, James McAvoy is incredible in it. It's like, you're going you're gonna to love it. And I watched it, and it was probably the worst movie I saw that year. Like I hated mm. every single moment of it. It's stupid. It's so hammy at acting. James yeah. McAvoy isn't playing different characters when he like turns into the his split personalities. He's no, playing himself doing stupid voices. Yeah. I hated yeah. it so much. And then it's... the ending where he turns into like the beast. like a monster, the beast. It's oh, it's so dumb. I hated it. Stupid yeah. movie. Don't watch Split if you haven't seen it. It's crap. It really is. <laughs> it's really bad. It's um uh, like to the point where you're watching it and you're like I was watching it thinking, Am I miss am I missing something? Yeah, yeah. That's what <laughs> I felt the whole way through. I was like But he's just pretending to be an old lady. Yeah. But this isn't this isn't particularly well written. It's almost like <laughs> what voices can you do, James McAvoy? Yeah. I mean and I James love James McAvoy's McAvoy. a good actor. I love James McAvoy, he's great. I love him in everything he's in. Yeah. He's even a good Professor X. Yeah. Him and Michael He's not Fassbender. the best Professor X. Right? Like, James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender are my two, like, I'll watch them in anything even if I know it's bad. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like, um, oh, The Snowman. Have you seen that with Michael yeah. Fassbender? That's a That's shit movie. so weird. It's, <laughs> it's so, so stupid. Um, also, apparently, it's nothing like the book. No, I've heard that, yeah. I don't, I think he the, has, fun, um... the funniest thing about it is that his name's Harry Hall. <laughs> um, <laughs> But in the book, apparently, he has Reynard syndrome, mm. like where he can't, he has lost sensation in parts of his body and things like that, which, you know, I think is probably a bit of an integral part mm, yeah. of his character. Like losing sensation means you're probably, you know, a bit numb to like existence. Yeah. But they don't really have that in the film, if I remember rightly. I don't remember that being a thing. No. No. <laughs> um, do you know, uh, what about, let's do. Let's do another thing. Who surprised you as being a really good horror actor? Oh, I can never remember the names of people. So that's a that's a difficult question. Can I can I suggest yeah. one? Robin Williams. Oh, one um, hour photo. One hour photo. Yeah, yeah. And um, insomnia. He yeah. was great in insomnia. Um, like I just like I don't know why, but I'm always surprised when comedic actors can do horror. But it just mm. makes sense. It's just enough. It's just an extension of that. When something is so funny, it's the Joker paradox, right? The when something becomes so funny, it's horrible. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah. Oh, do you know um, Adam Scott's in Krampus, the twenty fifteen movie? He's really good in that. He's great in that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that, the, that's that the first so thing that funny. came to mind for me. Um, I oh, like do you know Adam what's another Scott. good one? Um, this is quite a recent one. I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, Freaky, the it's the, the horror comedy with Vince Vaughn where he plays a serial killer. No, it's really good. That. It's a it's a Freaky Friday movie where he, oh, um, cool. he, uh, he swaps with a high school girl. It's the same people who made Happy Death Day. 
And when he's play when he's playing the serial killer, he's great. The first Happy Death Day is yeah, great. I, it's brilliant. I love it. <laughs> I uh, seen Happy Death Day to you is not very good. I haven't seen it. Did you but... see the um, the Netflix? Oh, there were three films, and they were split over three decades. Oh, um, <clears throat> the um, uh, Fear Street ones. Fear Street. Yeah, yeah. The first one was great. Second one was average. The third one I didn't want to watch. Yeah, same. <laughs> also, the babysitter was good. I think um, homer comedy, homer comedies, horror comedies. Um, maybe they should be called that homer comedies. <laughs> um, like uh, it, again, shouldn't work. They but do, for though. some reason, yeah. the cross-genre just really does work. Um, I think it's because the tropes of horror movies have become like so ingrained in us now that you can laugh at them when they show yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not talking, like, scary movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, proper, um, a, a movie that is intended to be... Yeah, something where it's not... They're not being meta about it. Mm. Like, there is some kind of love for the genre there. Yeah. Like, Shaun of the Dead is probably the best example of it. Probably, yeah. And um, young uh, young Frankenstein's another good one. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. That's a really good film. I love that movie. Really good. Like yeah. another reason why Alan Tudyk should get as much work as he should. You know what we haven't mentioned as well in this Slither. That is a great film. I thought Wait, what a that debut. Would be... Oh yeah, I know. What um, I thought that would be like the jumping point for Nathan Fillion's like yeah. leading star career, and it never quite happened because mm. I always thought like he's the He's like got some real depths to him that mm. Nathan Fillion as an actor. He's like really good at comedy. He's really good at serious. He's really good at being a dick. Yeah. Um, have you but, ever watched? You know, have you have, have you seen Castle? Like episodes of Castle? Yeah, I've seen a few. It when he get, does like his serious moments, like when he's accusing the killer. Yeah. Some of them are like, oh, this is silly. <laughs> like he, yeah. He, like his persona shifts completely, and he just gets all serious and points at them, and like his voice goes deeper, and it's. I, I enjoy that sort of thing in, in TV shows where there's like that. You can tell that they had some kind of direction given to them at that point. <laughs> put, your, put your mean voice on. Yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I unapologetically love Nathan Fillion. I think he's great. Um, I was a Firefly, Firefly fan mm. before um, Joss Whedon was a dick. And then yeah. you can start to see some of the things why he is a dick. Yeah. Like, the way Mal treats Inara, um, is a, and and the women on the ship in particular is can be quite misogynistic at times. Um, um, f- uh, Fringe and Dollhouse was so bad for that sort of thing. Yeah, where you watch back and think like, the way these characters are treating the women in their team. Yeah, it's like ugh. Dollhouse is like such a good concept made yeah. really poorly uh, by him. Um, did you know what else we haven't talked about? Jacob's what? Ladder. I really like Jacob's Ladder. I've got a poster of Jacob's Ladder somewhere. <laughs> uh, that film was one of those stay with you films, yeah. right? Like, oh God, he's still on the chopper. <laughs> um, that's another one like It Follows and Smile. Mm. That's sort of like, you know, something's wrong in the universe. Something that I can't quite put my finger on. Yeah. Those, those, are, are... those are my favourite horrors. Yeah, there's... um, I love... Like this, it's the invasion of the body snatchers thing. Mm. It's the unknown, like walking down a street and somebody's staring at you. Yeah, it's that sort of thing. I was um, uh, played Skyrim the other day because mm. I, I modded the hell out of it. I put like three hundred mods on because I was bored. Right, and I went to a funeral for a guard. 
in one of the, in one of the mods, right. and I was stood in like the funeral procession, and the like the the priest or um I don't know what they call them in Skyrim, the guy in the robes. He was right, talking yeah, about yeah. you know RK and all this, and every single person in the crowd, because of the way Skyrim works, every single person turned around and stared at me, and it was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it was like probably scary. Like, like they all just—they turned at once and looked at me. It's like that bit uh, where Donald Sutherland points and opens yeah, his mouth. Yeah, screams. Yeah, that is terrifying. Best part of that movie. Yeah, the, the dog with stretch. the ma- the dog with the man's face. <laughs> oh yeah, it's yeah, so weird. <laughs> I love that. I love the evasion of body snatchers. Like as a, as just the like the entire franchise. I've seen. Yeah. All of them multiple times, even like the uh, the Daniel Craig, is it Nicole Kidman uh, invasion from like two thousand and five. Oh yeah, I forgot that film existed. I don't think it's that bad. Like it got panned no. critically, but I don't think it's that bad. Like it, I think it does what it set out to do, but it yeah. spent far too much time in the pharmacy at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. felt like they'd run out of budget and they needed to put the entire production into like one small one room set. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think that's a good movie. What about video games then? There you go. We'll end on this because yeah. you mentioned video games. What are some of your favourite horror video games? Silent I just Hill Dead Space. I mean, I'm I'm a Silent Hill. I'm a Silent Hill two person. Yeah, the Brian Adams looking idiot. Yeah, yeah. I never really Those got films. into Resident Evil. I, I still, love I Resident still Evil. Still haven't really gotten into Resident Evil. Oh, I played Village I and I played Village is great. I played Seven and I enjoyed them, but they weren't. I don't know. They didn't really like grab me that much. I think it's one of those where I need to. I needed the context of it. I think it's something where if I did a Wikipedia deep dive and then I'd yeah. be into it. I unapologetically love every game apart from six. Yeah, uh, six, six is, is the, six is the racist one, isn't it? Or is that five? No, that's five. And five yeah. is does is problematic in areas. But yeah, five's a very fun game to play. Yeah. Um, my favorite as a kid was always three which mm. is sort of like the Black Sheep, and the remake cut out load, large parts of their game. So it's, it's you know, it's not very fun. Yeah. But, um, like, Resident Evil Remake, the original, mm. still graphically holds up. Yeah. I'm so surprised because because um, a lot of it is painted mm. um, yeah. uh, and not digitised at all. Apart from, you know, digitised to put on the disc, obviously, yeah, yeah. but not digitised in terms of, you know, like, CG. Um, it just looks so phenomenally good. Yeah, like, it's just a perfect haunted house game. Um, <laughs> I wish we. Uh, I wish that was something that more people made because I feel like the, the haunted house genre of video games have kind of been uh like monopolized by certain mm, people. Yeah, or like certain companies. And I wish it was more of a like overarching genre because I think you could do some really incredible stuff with that sort of thing, especially with like the technology they've got now. Yeah. Like like oh. a really eerily lit haunted house horror game with Unreal Engine Five would look amazing. Like you know the PT, the, the um yeah the, the demo video Kojima. Yeah, like if they, I, I, it's such a shame that never happened. Yeah, well, it became sort of like four things, didn't it? He branched mm. it off into. Although yeah. um, there's talk of like them re- doing a new Silent Hill, isn't there? I don't yes. know whether that, where that's going. Yeah, um, I think was it, the last one was on the Wii, wasn't it? Yeah, the, I think so. Revelations. Yeah. yeah. Um, I really liked the Doom 2016 remake. Yeah, Doom's uh, cool. Doom's a cool game. That yeah. Doom, Doom, I mean, Doom, even Doom 3 is cool. 
I don't yeah. care what people say. Like, I know it went a bit too horror, but um, Doom and Doom Eternal are great. I, the, the problematic element of the way it treated Mick Gordon will always mm. sour yeah. Eternal for me. I've just finished the Dead Space remake on PS5. Mm, is it good? Um, it's good up until the end, which is mm. problem with Dead Space, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And, like, Rachel insisted on watching it while I was playing it, and she said, like, you're still fighting the same enemies you fought in the first scene in the game. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I am, aren't I? She was like, it's a bit <laughs> repetitive. Um, and she's like, she said, was it this obvious what the story was in the original? And I was like, no, because Isaac didn't talk mm, and he talks yeah. now. Oh, um, that's, a, that's a weird choice to make. Yeah. But I suppose it's hard for him to be mute yeah. in, a, in a story. But um, yeah, it was weird hearing Isaac Clarke talk. Yeah, um, I can imagine. Yeah, that's a, that's a, it, I I think I prefer a silent protagonist. I prefer a silent protagonist. Um, yeah. Like Doom, like you know, Doom guy. It's, yeah, it's perfect. Um, especially in horror, I really, really liked Alien Isolation mm. to the point where I really struggled to play it on my own. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. First person horror is hard for me. I'm yeah. not scared by films, but games. It's I it's because you, you're tricky. there. It's so it's yeah. so much more like personal. In the, in the yeah. first person, especially. Yeah. Um, do you have to, uh, the Outlast games, have you played those? No, because they terrify me. They're good, though. They're good movies. They're good. They're really good games. I tried to play it, and then people were chasing me, and I was like, nah, I'm out. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> I, can't I don't like uh, run and hide games. Mm, yeah, I can, I, can, I can appreciate and understand that, yeah. Evil Within was yeah. another one. I was just like, oh, no, I'm not. I'm just not. Which is weird because I really liked Alien Isolation. It's because I'm not scared of the alien, I think. Yeah. Um, I think I, I like stealth games, so that probably helps. Yeah. I just yeah. think of it like, you know, Metal Gear Solid, but with an alien. <laughs> yeah. Whereas um, Dead Space Remake, I didn't mind. I think it's the difference between third person and first person. Oh, yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's a real psychological thing for me. Do you remember when uh, Dead Space came out and it was like a huge deal that there wasn't an on-screen hood? That all the yeah. information was on the back of his helmet? Like that was yeah. like a, that was like a game changer for the well, for the genre. Like his health is on his rig down his yeah. spine. His armor, uh, his ammo is um, you know represented on the gun. Yeah. Um, the amount of air and force powers I can't remember what that's called that he has is on his back. Every bit of text appears, sort of like pops up from your helmet. Mm. It's displayed yeah. as a video. Um, that was really um refreshing in uh the remake as well that they kept all that and it was really well done um i think like dead space kind of fixed ea in a way because it was like their first like original ip for years and years it's a shame they fucked it up with three yeah three three was like playing it was like playing halo (laughs) yeah it was weird two is two is great as well like the necromorphs are on the the station and stuff like that and that's two is hard Mm. Two is difficult. Got... You run out of ammo really quickly. I'm definitely going to play the 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 Dead Space remake when it comes out on EA Play, whenever yeah. it does come out. I think it's like six months after release that they start yeah. bringing it out. It can't um, be far off. It can't be. No, I'm, I'm, I'm still waiting for a Fallen Survivor to come out as well, mm. which I think is meant to be like near Christmas that they're bringing it out. Yeah. I'm looking forward to being able to play that at last. Um, And then Last of Us, I suppose, is... Mm. Yeah. The Last of Us isn't a video game. The Last yeah. of Us is an interactive novel. 
Um, I still love it. I still think it's great. And I really mm. like The Last of Us 2 because I'm not a misogynist. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I take it you know what happens in The Last of Us. I do, yeah. yeah. Right, okay. It's hard to escape. If you're a video game fan, it's yeah. hard to escape what happened, all the controversy around it. Um, but those stories are great. They're great. And yeah. that's why I suggest you watch the uh, TV show. Um, after Midnight Mass, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, well, I can actually get, I can get on to watching other stuff now because um, Cake and Fiona's finished. So. Oh, it's true. Yeah, so I'm, I'm free to watch other things now it's a bit crap really there's like nothing on now no well we i think we're gonna have a tough year as well because the writer yeah. strikes yeah. not that i am saying that the writers shouldn't have struck because i oh, absolutely 100 percent believe yeah. in that and i'm glad they've got a good deal yeah. um but you know it's like i was saying to you matt and jason and aaron the other night um when we were talking ttos and poppy poppy was there um that um the reason they're selling Disney are selling their steel books now of their mm. series yeah. are because the writers strike and it's so <laughs> cynical. It really so is, cynical. Yeah. Um sadly it didn't stop me buying them because I am a steelbook fan. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh yeah. do you think there's last question then. All do right. you think well last question I'm gonna ask, I'm not gonna be presumptuous. <laughs> do you think there is a horror project project that you would like to see? Oh most of my ideas for like future horror projects that I would like, either like to see or like to be involved with are proper remakes of Universal movies. Yeah, absolutely. Which aren't done in any kind of cynicism or cash grabbing sort of way. Like, don't mm-hmm. be meta about it. Like, make make a Dracula movie, which is a Dracula movie, or a Frankenstein movie, which is set in the you know the nineteenth century, eighteenth century, mm-hmm. with in a like a Bavarian village. Yeah. With a, a monster, don't try to do it in the modern day. Don't have him be I Frankenstein. Like, don't be yeah. so we can improve this about it. Like, be gen- a genuine, sincere Frankenstein movie. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to see. I want to see sincerity in the remakes. Yeah. Um, respect to the source material. Yeah. In a way that I think would only enhance the. Uh, like you know, Bram Stoker's Dracula has problems, but yeah. it is a magnificent film. It is, yeah. Um, you know, if they could solve the Keanu Reeves Winona Ryder problem, mm. I genuinely the, think the that film is, would be more respected than it is. I think Keanu Reeves is playing the character how he was told to play the character. Yes, I do as well. I absolutely do. Like, um, I don't think it's his fault. <laughs> I don't because uh, you know. Uh, it's hard to hate Keanu Reeves because he's such yeah. a, apparently such a nice guy. I won't say definitely a nice guy because I don't know him. Yeah. But um, it's hard to hate him. It's, yeah. it's hard to even Winona Ryder. I think she was exa- she was directed exactly like that. Um, you know, if you want them to have perfect English accents, perhaps don't hire Americans. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, notoriously and I feel like... bad at doing British accents yeah. most of the time. I feel like now as well, like. After decades of horror mm-hmm. movies since you know 1931, yeah, you know bef- before that they were called gothic melodramas, which always mm. makes me laugh because yeah. so, it sounds so posh. Uh, after we've had them for so long, and we've had all of the remakes, which are doing it in different ways. Like, what if we do Dracula, but he's this? Uh, mm. What if we do Dracula, but he's a kid? What if we do Dracula, but he's some punks in the 80s? Like that sort. What of if thing. he's in space? What if yeah, Dracula in space? <laughs> we've done all that now. So we can go back and do 
just the story. They did that having... BBC drama. Yeah, the one I that did uh, Mark like... Gattis did, and it was crap. Yeah, because yeah. they tried to make uh, Dracula into a sympathetic character. And... Well, they also tried to make him really flamboyantly EastEnderish. Yeah, it was and weird. I did not yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, everyone was talking about how good it was, and I was like, "Are you watching the same schlock?" That yeah, I'm I didn't watching? like it. Yeah, I didn't like it at all, and I was so looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. Because I am um, a, a bit of, a bit of a Dracula stan, but you know, with all that popularity that's come from um, the Daily Dracula, where people yeah. are getting the uh, the, the dated um, diary entries like daily mm-hmm. through their emails, I think we might be heading towards another lot resurgence of Dracula content. People I are would... vampires now. I would genuinely, the only thing I will say about extended universes that I, uh, positively is that I think a universal extended universe, mm. not a dark universe, yeah. I will say, yeah. is just such a great idea. It, it's, I mean, it was, the, fir- idea. it was the first one that worked. Yeah. Like, uh, Dr- was it uh, D- D- Frankenstein versus Dracula? Was that the first yeah. one where the Wolfman shows up? I think it was, yeah. And the Wolfman's entry in that movie is really stupid. He just like jumps through a window and he's there now. Yeah. But it's it's such a good movie. <laughs> but you could end up having a monster squad. Yeah. But not call it yeah. monster squad, right? You could have yeah. it you could have it that, you know, it was it is, you know, chronologically accurate. Mm. Um It is yeah. a shame though that the um the universal crossover movies were real proper like money grabbing. Yeah. Like was it was it John Carradine who played Dracula in those ones? Was it, or was it Luke? What's his face? Yeah, was it um uh, the yeah uh, uh, Long Cheney Junior? Long Cheney Junior was the Wolfman, wasn't he? Yeah, I think it was John yeah. Carradine. I think you're right. I think yeah. you're right. And the, I, he's not the best Dracula. No, he he gives the impression that he showed up to the studio one day and they just gave him a cloak and said, "Look, you're playing Dracula." Do you know who would make a pretty kick-ass Dracula? Who? I hate to admit it, Benedict Cumberpatch. Yeah, Benedict Cumberpatch. I think he'd be really good. Yeah. Um, we know he pulls off a cape. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think, I think he he'd be I really he'd... good. I mean, he already looks pretty vampiric. Um, I'd probably get, I'd probably get Daniel Radcliffe to play the Wolfman. Yeah, yeah, because he's a little hairy dude. <laughs> yeah, but I think oh, he could be he, feral. I genuinely think he's be great. Good. He, uh, uh, like, he was great in Guns Kimbo. I love that movie. It's really clever. <laughs> it's really fun. <laughs> um, he's a okay. good actor. Um, do you know who I'd get to play Frankenstein, the monster? Go on. John Hamm. Yeah, I was thinking John Hamm because he yeah. looks like Frankenstein. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, everybody another... always like, or you'd have to go like proper um, out of left field with it and not do somebody who's like lumbering and do somebody who's a bit like a smaller, more unassuming person. I'd like Daniel Craig. Paul Dano. That Oh, Paul Dano would be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I would get um, the Doug Jones, the guy who played Abe Sapien. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I think to play the um, creature from the Black Lagoon in a heartbeat. Yeah, um, uh, what's his name out of Star Trek? Yeah, Saru. Saru, Saru. yeah. yeah. The, ca- the cow man. <laughs> the guy who plays Shape of Water monster. Yeah. Just have him be that character. Yeah. Um, who would you get to play the mummy? Oh, it doesn't matter with the mummy, really, does it? Because the face is concealed the entire time. Yeah, I but think would you I think... want... Would you? Ha- I think Imhotep? it would be better to. I think it would have to be Imhotep. It would have to be like the the um, the 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 mummy that we know. I think. Uh, Jason Isaacs. I would want to get somebody who is actually of Egyptian descent. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. But because otherwise, you'd end up with the apocalypse. Yeah, again. 
but I don't know who that would be. Hmm. Yeah, the mummy's a difficult one. Yeah. It feels Bride like... of Frankenstein? Bride of Frankenstein. The first thing that popped into my head was Helena Bonham Carter, because she kind of already looks like the Bride of Frankenstein. Do you know who I would get? Sarah Paulson. That would be really good. Yeah. I yeah. really love Sarah Paulson. Yeah. So, you know, it'd be hard for me not to... I, I, I fan cast her a lot. As yeah. <laughs> a lot of different things. Uh, but I just think she's genuine lead. Like, she can do scary. And or, she's, um, she's got such a presence. What's her name who's in all of the Robert Eggers movies? Anna Taylor-Joy. Yes. Uh, yeah, because she was in The Witch, wasn't she? Yeah. She'd be really good, actually. Yeah. She's got, like, a freaky... And she was good in Last Night in Soho. Yes, yeah. And she's very, very, very good in The Northman. Yeah. Yo, she's really good. That film is so good. Not a horror, but it's just, like... Oh, those that the Green Knight, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> so good. Robert Eggers is like my personality gave form and then made movies. <laughs> like, he's just every, really, he's a really clever director. Yeah, it's like everything he makes is just my thing. The Northman was so good. Yeah, um, way better than people people seem to, seem to give it credit for because nobody oh, ever people, talks about it. Uh, people just want like action schlock and stuff like yeah. that and I'm just kind of like we don't need that we need another Robert Eggers movie yeah it's like the best I'll say second best recent Marvel production that's come out is Werewolf by Night yeah absolutely 100% because they weren't trying to make a Marvel movie Ooh, they were, yeah, they were I, making a horror movie I will give a shout out to something that you gave me a shout out to the Nando versus movies um, mm. pitch for um uh sort of Marvel Monsters movies. Midnight yeah. Suns, he called it. Yeah. Um, it it, it sounded great. really good. Yeah. I, it, I would watch that in a heartbeat. It's such a show that all of his ideas aren't going to be made because yeah. he, he needs to be working for them. Like, they need to actually hire him to write their movies because he's, yeah. he's got a better grasp on their own characters than they have. Yeah. I, this, this phase has been just a mess. Yeah. He, um, he uploaded a video a couple of days ago with his uh, pictures for uh, Thor 5. Oh, yeah, I saw that come up. I haven't watched it yet. They're all fantastic. He, do, yeah. he's do, he does five pictures for it, and all of them are way better than what we're going to get. Yeah, I hope they don't use Taika yeah. Waititi again. I think they are. I think they Ugh. are. Yeah. He's going to let them improv again, and it's going to be awful. Yeah. He's, um, he's like, I won't give spoilers for the video, because I want people to actually mm. watch it, because it's really mm. good. His basic pitch for one of them is do it in a mockumentary style like what we do in the shadows but with <laughs> with um love having like filming things on a phone that would be really good yeah because it's it, that's entirely taika Waititi's wheelhouse like he would yeah. be able to do that really really well but we're not gonna get that which no, is a shame um right i think we're horrored out i think so as well we talked a uh, lot about horror movies do we have any horror related emails uh no i don't think we have okay that's not a bad thing um no. but we our next episode which will be in two weeks, is on wrestling cartoons. Yep. Wrestling and we're cartoons. doing Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling and... Yep. Moocha Lucha. Mm. Which, uh, ah, Moocha Lucha. I, I haven't watched it yet, but I am hoping it's as good as it was when I was a kid because I'm going to be disappointed if it turns out to be shit. Because well, I, I loved Moocha Lucha as a kid. I'm pretty sure Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling is going to be as shit as we remember yeah. it. <laughs> uh, which is why we picked it, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Okay. So I mean, also, it, there's not that many choices for wrestling no, cartoons, no. is there? We could have done Super Sumos. Oh, yeah, well, that's terrible. Yeah. Um, so, 
If you want to get in touch about wrestling cartoons next week, you can send an email to toonhounds at gmail.com. You can support the show by going to patreon.com slash toonhounds and support us and you get access to our uh, other stuff, Discord, um, our redesigned book. No, ooh, that was a bad one. <laughs> Wrong our show. Toonhounds adjacent uh, yeah. one. Um, we haven't got, what's that called? Um, I've just been calling it Toonhounds Extra. Toonhounds Extra. Yeah. Extra, extra. Um, yeah, and you can follow us uh, on the Hell site at, at Toonhounds. Oh, well, you can't. Um, should probably... I haven't posted there since, shit, March. March or April. Yeah. So yeah, fair enough. I wouldn't bother. You can, I mean, probably I'm on... open a Blue Sky. I've, I, I personally, we, I think both of us have got Blue Sky accounts. We've got Blue Skies. Yeah, we've got Blue Skies. We're, with the, we're, we're, we're hip with, with the times. We don't want to contribute to uh, Emerald... Mining uh, yeah. misogynists who I mean, are right-wing fascists. Pretty soon, I don't think anybody will be because he wants to make it a mandatory subscription fee, which yeah, he's is an idiot. The he's most stupid idea I've ever heard. Like moron. he was handed the biggest social media platform on a platter, yeah. and in less than a year, has lost like fifty million subscribers. Yeah, like, like, how does that happen? Like you have to be purposely trying to be bad. But I think yeah. that's giving him too much credit. I think he's just a dumbass. I think he's just thick. He is a dumbass. He's I a mean, dumbass. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That is it. Right. Okay then, fans, Toon fans. Um, we're gonna head off. We're gonna um hop inside the uh the Dragula and <laughs> peel off <laughs> super down way. Road. Yeah. Uh, let us know if you like this because we'll talk about other stuff. Uh, you know, there's lots. Of... We could easily do a sci-fi one of these. Oh yeah. Yeah. Probably a Western one. Yeah, probably uh, you know anything adjacent. Yeah, uh, that's so that's talk... the thing about us too. We have seen a lot of movies. Yeah, <laughs> a shocking amount of films, <laughs> an um, embarrassing amount of films. I genuinely, I don't know how people haven't seen as many films as we have. Probably, I don't know lives, right? When I was at university, and we were like, I did film at university. There were people in my class who had not seen anything, like, and it, it baffled me. Why are they like, even doing film? I don't know. But it was like, they were a bit younger than me because I was like 27 when I went to university. Mm. And but even when I was like 19, I had seen so many films. <laughs> I had I, seen so much. But I'm always surprised when people are like, oh, yeah, it's in black and white though. It's like, yeah, and? Yeah, you, if you don't watch don't black and white that. movies, you're like denying yourself literal decades of content. Yeah, Double Indemnity, yeah. the Universal Films, Rosemary's Baby. Just Rosemary's Baby is in black and white. No, it's that's not black and white. That's not. It always feels like it's in black and white yeah. to me, though. Just go out that's and weird. watch Letters from an Unknown Woman and yeah. Sullivan's Travels, and then come back and tell me that black and white movies are bad. Yeah, go and watch the early fifties, late fifties Hammer horror yeah. films, and then tell me that black and white films aren't good. Just go and do it now. <laughs> I mean, Double Indemnity is probably one of my favourite films of all time. It's yeah, so yeah. good. It's fantastic. Are we going to do a film noir episode? <laughs> yeah, we should probably should. Um, right, we'll do Roger Rabbit again as well. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. So we'll see you in two weeks to talk about all things tunes, um, and we're doing wrestling. So uh, we'll see you then. Uh, see ya. Remember, be kind to each other, please. Yep. Can't um, leave that out. No. Even right. be kind to the ghosts that live in your house. <laughs> yeah, be kind to the demons because if yeah. you're not, they'll come and they'll come and ruin they'll you. get you. Right. Bye. Bye.